You are listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from New York City. This podcast is special to me, and it will be unedited. I am sitting with uh, my dear old friend Eric, and we just wrapped tracking our our record last night. I guess I should say my record. It feels weird to to say that. (laughs) It's our sixth record together, but uh, it's our record. Um, And I wanted to... I wanted to hang out and bring fans into our world and talk about changes that are going on. Um, but before we get to the record and its themes and the, and the intention and spirit behind it, I wanted to talk a little bit about what it's like to come back from Europe to America in these kind of crazy times. Um, I got a little bit of flack from some some fans online saying that they were no longer going to support me because of my political views. And I thought that was pretty funny because I don't really talk about politics, but I guess that shows us like how raw of a nerve this all is. And, you know, a lot of our fans are in Europe, some are in Australia, South Africa, and different countries. Eric had been telling me, to, so you remember Eric? You were like, yeah, things are crazy here. Oh, yeah. Um, Bill was in Berlin and we would be talking on the phone often. And, uh, you know, I'm like going out to protest marches and rallies. And he's like, he's like, man, what's going on over there? I'm like, dude, you have no idea. Um, so I think when he, when he, when he first came back to the States, he got a full sense of it. Cause there's a difference between seeing something on the news and, and feeling it in person. I think your story, uh, coming home. The on Oliver the, Stone moment? Or the, yeah, the Oliver Stone moment. I think that that was pretty I, uh, Impressive. so I, yeah, I left Berlin to start the record with Eric and I literally, Eric had been telling me and I could tell he was like from his, from his Facebook posts and stuff, it was clearly, he was really affected. I've known the guy for many, many years and it was just like, wow, this, this seems bad. And when I flew into Los Angeles, um, my sister picked me up and she, you know, we're Californian and she lives there. But when I got off the plane, there was literally like, it was like a movie set, like, Immigrants welcome here. We will have no fear. You know, sometimes it, like political chants can be kind of bad. They're, they're often pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, a lot of people have been asking like what it's like, um, you know, being American and how do we feel? Um, I just to get the politics out of the way. It's scary, but I actually feel like the guy's kind of making a buffoon of himself anyway. And I don't think the journalists, the way he treats people, I don't think they're gonna let up on him. So, um, you know. He, he's kind of a glutton for punishment. But at the end of the day, we're like wacky lefties, so ah, he gives a shit about all that. Um, okay, so America's gorgeous. It's, it's supposed to be, I don't know in Celsius, but it's supposed to be 65 degrees this weekend in New York City. And coming back to New York, it's funny when you make a record because you kind of, like I always say, you kind of braid things together or weave them and coming back home to my country has been woven into the record. And I want now to move the conversation towards talking about new horizons, new paths. And I have to say, Eric, 
I'm crazy proud of you. And I wanted to ask you, what does it feel like to be a producer officially? What does it feel like to be a producer officially? It's a funny question. In, in <laughs> Is that too official? Yeah, it's a very official question. Um, uh, I guess, it, it honestly, it does feel really good. Um, it's, it's something that, like recording in general, is something that I've loved for decades now. Um, ever since I was a kid with my four tracks. And, you know, when we got this opportunity to come to Peter Cadis's house, mm. uh, I, remember, I remember talking to him on the phone and him saying that he's going to be away and essentially he would give me the keys to the studio. And it was such an incredible honor to have that trust and that, um, that faith from him and also to have the faith from you to, you know, invite me to officially be the producer, not just be a friend hanging around. And, uh, but it's also a big responsibility and one that I took very seriously, you know, with regards to getting the record done on time and keeping it in budget and most importantly, making something that you're proud of and something that you love. And I think that, uh, we work together really well and, you know, we're rapidly on our way to accomplishing that mission. So that feels really good to like, you know, have a vision, have a dream set, set out on that, on that vision and then actualize it. So this goes all the way back, like way before I met Eric in 2001. It's kind of like a, you know, as the story goes, me and my friend were busking after 9-11. Eric walked by. My friend introduced me to him. We started this little funny band. We practiced in Hell's Kitchen in a Moroccan restaurant. But what's interesting about Eric's development um, is that he's always, his eyes just light up. You know, when we'd listen to Radiohead Records or Yola Tango and stuff like that, he just cares about this stuff. And I think that I'm so pleased because it, if you can, okay, one of the things about Eric is that he understands my kooky, I, I'm not a, a, a school trained musician, so when we talk about the downbeat or the one, I kind of have my own language and Eric really understands that. And I wanted to say, man, um, this is an ambitious record and what makes it ambitious is that you were really um, realistic about the timetable. We, we did it quickly, but we that doesn't mean that it's that it's lacking quality or that it's underfunded. It's just that we had a limited amount of time. So it was your brilliance that said, then it, then we work on pre-production and mm. preparation. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause that, that came out of, um, <clears throat> uh, maybe what you wouldn't expect. I, when you first came to me and said, I want to do the record. Um, I was, I was excited. I was, you know, I was really looking forward to it. And then, you know, you wanted to do it in, in, what is it, February? Yeah. Yeah. You wanted to do it in February, and it, I think we were talking in December. Like, you know, we were chatting about it on tour, not last tour, Augustine's tour, but uh, we were really talking about it um, and planning it out in December. And I remember waking up one day, and I was just really stressed out and really anxious because mm -hmm. I was like, this isn't, gonna, this isn't possible. Like, we're not going to be able to do this record in this time the way that we've done records in the past. Like we have to look at it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to you, I had a good long chat on the phone and we, we retooled and reformatted our, our approach. And I, I really couldn't be happier with the result because in the end we, we decided to just 100% focus on what you're good at and, <laughs> and forget everything else. And, Cooking pasta, freezing <laughs> in Berlin. No, but I think, I think in, in all honesty, I think that, that, that morning of waking up 
anxiety ridden mm-hmm. was the turning point for me realizing that you know th- this is a very short life that we're living yeah. and we need to be if we're if we're only goal oriented if we're only caring about something that's often off in the distance and in the future then you know so much of our time is going to be spent in a feeling of an accomplishment or regret or something mm. or longing for something else and I, I i was like i don't want to live that way i want to live in the moment i want to be present and i want to enjoy the experience and who cares what the outcome is if it, people don't buy it then people don't buy it at least we can hold our heads high and be like hey i had a really good time making that record and i also believe in in your talent as a as a performer that if you're in the right headspace the performance is brilliant true. so you know, it, it, the, the two methodologies kind of naturally went hand in hand. Well, I think that was also what's so exciting. And I know that when you work with more artists and more bands, they're going to start to see it's 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 Hallmark signature Eric, because when you're um, when you're friends with Eric, there's like a there's a thread of positivity that's always around. And there's like there's a lot of like, you know, like wisdom searching and um reflection and like that's and I, that i'm actually it's really interesting um you know it's like people's personalities can you see it in their signature like with a mm. pen you know sometimes you signature can... sucks <laughs> <laughs> well so you know um but that it was a positive experience and i wanted to say you know what was what's interesting for you listeners out there um is that recording can happen we've recorded in abbey road we've recorded at sunset sound in los angeles like these are like legendary spots. We've recorded in bedrooms. Um, and some of the recording techniques that you suggested were great. Um, I think we were sort of hearkening back to a different time, like almost like Nashville players or jazz guys that were just fucking good. Yeah. Rather than go in there and like, you know, we're going to mold this thing into, you know, into a song. It was like, we're going to have a song and do very little and it's going to sound great. Yeah. So I, like last night I was singing on my knees and I think that those kind of studio techniques, there's a lot of honesty. And w- what we what we wanted was a room sound. And you kept really talking about having life in the track and yeah. enjoying the experience. Not that Augustine's was, wasn't enjoyable, but the last producer that we worked with was steeped in like, you know, hits. And, you know, he worked with the raconteurs and, and um, Elton John. Elton John and the Strokes and stuff. So I loved this. And I'm... I'm thrilled that we got to collaborate. A lot of people don't know this. I've lived in Eric's back bedroom. Eric and I used to, back in the Pele days, we used to have to share a bed <laughs> on tour. We'd get a two-bedroom, or I'm sorry, a two-bed hotel room, and we, we would always be the bedmates. So it's like, I've slept next to this dude. I've been at his wedding. I've, this is my sixth record. <laughs> oh, God. We've, yeah. we've been to funerals, weddings, um, we have a film going on, and it's just been a joy. I'm I've been told that uh, that shorter podcasts are better than longer, so maybe we should choose one just one subject, one more. Um, oh, quickly, I wanted to answer a couple of people's questions. I like um, a reciprocal dynamic with the fans, and I put out a question asking, you know, if you like me to answer any questions, and somebody asked what my favorite films are in actors, and I thought that was interesting. I'm gonna go ahead and say, my favorite film. I think there's two. Yeah, say. Empire of the Sun. Very young Christian Bale, two star movie. I believe it's Spielberg. Um, 
I think it's Spielberg. It's like not one of his not successful movies. I, I love it. it. It's about a little boy that's going through um, the camps in World War II and um, with Japanese soldiers. He's like in a prison internment camp. The other one um, was Thin Red Line, and that's a Terrence Malick film, and it's just otherworldly. Uh, my, I think, for my money, I think my favorite actor out there, the best actor on the scene, I think. I think Daniel Day Lewis is compelling. Whenever I see him, Philip Seymour Hoffman was amazing. I think that the young guy that's kicking ass is Benjamin Cumberbatch. Um, amazing. So, anyway, moving forward, let's choose one last subject and let these people get back to their to their lives and their day. Um, well, so what can we expect from you, Eric? Like now that we're off the road, and what what kind of things are you focusing on right now? Um, currently, at the moment, I'm going to be finishing up the mix for this record, mm-hmm. and uh, that'll take, you know, a couple weeks mm-hmm. to finalize it, get the, the sequence in order and everything. Um, I'm also working on an art installation piece where it's a, a full room installation piece that we're doing at a studio. Um, sound. Not like an installation, like a ceiling fan, like no, a, like no, a piece, no. of, piece of this art. Is a, this is a sound <laughs> and audio um, experience. So you walk into the room, we're, we're inventing an instrument that will be performed by people in the room and it's uh we're going to be recording it and releasing an ambient record along with it and i'm going to continue my production and work on the controllers and instruments that i'm making and And people for people who don't know eric with a a, a partner in britain is working on a musical interface data how do you what is midi yeah, musical interface data instrument. I think that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> M- musical <laughs> interface data instrument. That uh, that's a panty dropper right there, folks. Uh, yeah. that's, Just drop that's sex appeal. <laughs> that's the sexiest <laughs> instrument in the world. Um, it has the word networking in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's great. It's fun. It's it's a it's a technical aspect. I, I have a very um, passionate brain, but also a very tech oriented brain. So, and then I'm also speaking with uh, two different artists about working on another record. Um, those are going to be in the next six months, I think. So right. we'll see. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to go now uh, and just focus on this tour. Uh, I really enjoyed the storytelling, but, but this one will be less of an emphasis on the storytelling and more an emphasis and having celebrations every night with people that love and support music. I am not pursuing a label. I am not pursuing a publicist. I'm not pursuing anything regarding the music industry and not because I'm bitter, just because I think that we have a strong enough amount of people that care for us that I can exist and do what I want to do and be received in a very healthy way that way without the lawyers and the the jokers that surround an artist. Mm-hmm. I just, they're like, you know, they're like flies sometimes, you know, like I'm not saying on shit. I'm just saying like flies buzzing around like a, like a, you know, catering like tray mosquitoes. or something. Yeah. It's like, they're, I mean, they, they have a, purpose in the ecosystem I just don't they just get in my in my way in my peripherals and I just want to go forward and sing for people that's it's what Edith Piaf did it's what Louis Armstrong did it's what Cayetano Veloso does it's what I do I just want to sing and and let people know that I appreciate them and um I guess we will wrap it up uh any last thoughts any yeah. shout outs Shout outs. Shout outs to all the musicians that played on the I record. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Tom from Pela, 
uh, Panos, Rob, Rob Allen, Rob Allen, uh, Rob Schwimmer, uh, Rob Moose, Joe Michelini, Joe Michelini, and Julian Villard. I think that's is that everyone. And Julian Villard, I think okay. so. And so, and again, thank you to uh, Peter Cadis and Greg Giorgio. Oh yes, Greg, Greg Giorgio. Um, I think you'll be hearing more and more about him as the as the years go on. Super talented engineer, and he was. He was crucial to making this record. There's a little, there's like a little community here. Um, Peter spent most of his childhood, I think he was born in Manhattan. Peter Case is known for doing uh, a lot of great records. I think my favorite was the Yonce record, Interpol record. He's done all the national records. He's, we've, this is our third record here. And Peter's been sort of like a, um, he's been a shepherd, really, mm. and getting us, you know, out of the New York the depths of uh, the creative jungle and coming to a really healthy place where we make soup every day and just talk shit and listen to Howard Stern. It's a very New York kind of East Coast thing. And anyways, yeah, shout out to the musicians and um, shout out to our loved ones. And we'll catch up with you again, Eric. Take care. All right. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Onward with William McCarthy.